I used to wake up in the morning and dislike what I saw in the mirror. And it wasn't even because of what I saw physically, it was mental and emotional. I disliked who I was, how I acted, the habits I had formed. I simply wasn't happy to be me. But today, I wake up in the morning and I feel proud. And you can too. My name is Ethan Jewell, and welcome back to Feel Your Feelings. Self-hatred is all too common. Most people have experienced some level of self-criticism and loathing. I am confident that you have. I know I certainly have. This is honestly a relatively normal part of the human experience. However, a problem arises when this hatred becomes chronic. When this hatred seeps into your daily routine and affects the way that you view yourself on a basic level. This impacts not only our relationships with ourselves, but our relationships with others and how we treat ourselves on a day-to-day basis. There are ways to heal from within. So today, let's talk about self-hatred and our relationship with ourselves and the importance of nurturing that relationship in order to thrive with our mental health. To understand self-hatred, we must first recognize that it often stems from deep-seated beliefs and experiences. In the world of mental health, self-hatred can be a product of various factors, including childhood trauma, societal pressures, and negative self-perceptions reinforced over time. So join me and let's break down each of these and try to find exactly where our self-hatred may stem from. Amanda Dodson, a therapist writing for Psychology Today, states that you probably didn't start hating yourself out of nowhere. One possibility is that your self-hatred may be a natural reaction to a traumatic event. Maybe you couldn't make any sense of why the trauma happened. In lieu of a better explanation, you saw no option but to turn the blame inward. You extrapolated that you have a deep character flaw. You make sense of the bad thing by concluding that you, at your core, are defective. This is not an uncommon response to trauma. Trauma is a deep-rooted, complicated beast, one that often takes professional help to work through. Trauma can also be caused quite easily, and many people don't even consider the root of their pain as trauma. This self-blame for a traumatic event can absolutely lead to self-loathing and hatred, causing even more pain and problems. When we don't understand why we have been hurt, we often assume that we deserve it. We often assume that our trauma has happened because something is wrong with us. And unless that assumption is proven wrong by somebody else or ourselves, we will continue to believe that for the rest of our lives, leading to deep, deep pain. Another potential cause of self-hatred could originate in one person's opinion at one period of time. Let's take a hypothetical and say that there was once a person in your life named, I don't know, Fred. Fred could have been anyone in your life, a friend, a lover, a parent, a peer, a coworker, anyone. Over time, Fred was continuously condescending and cruel towards you. Maybe they pointed out insecurities and beat them in further. Maybe they put you down whenever possible and pointed out every small mistake that you made. After time, you began to believe Fred. Maybe he had a point. Maybe you aren't
aren't enough. Maybe you do things wrong. Maybe you shouldn't be confident in yourself. Even if Fred is no longer in your life, that voice continues to ring in your head when you look in the mirror or interact with others. This causes a deep-rooted insecurity that eventually turns to self-hatred. When we believe outside voices, when we don't have a sense of security, we often tend to internalize things that are said to us. And if these things are not supportive, they can easily lead to a narrative of self-hatred. Finally, self-loathing can be caused by something as simple as repeated negative self-talk and self-perception over time. The same way that in that hypothetical, Fred could view us in a negative light, we could view ourselves that same way and over time believe it to be the truth. Maybe you think too critically about yourself and point out something that you identify as a flaw. Over time, you beat yourself down and convince yourself that that flaw makes you inadequate. This makes you more vulnerable and sensitive to outside sources, and any criticism hits harder and backs up your own assumptions that you have made, leading to deeper self-hatred. Oof. With all of these causes of self-loathing, it's difficult to imagine a world without it. Chances are, you've struggled with one of these. I know I have. Whether it's imposed from trauma, someone else's opinions, your own critical view of yourself, or something else entirely, it is difficult to deal with these negatives of self-hatred. In fact, more difficult than you may even realize. Let's briefly talk about a few of the negative impacts that self-hatred has. It seems obvious that, of course, hating yourself is going to have detrimental effects on you. These effects can be far-reaching, impacting individuals in multiple ways. It can lead to mental health issues, such as depression, anxiety, and low self-esteem. Physically, self-hatred can manifest as stress, chronic pain, and even contribute to the development of physical illnesses. Furthermore, self-hatred can affect our relationships, leading to difficulties in forming and maintaining healthy connections with others. You may start to believe that if you can't love yourself, why should anyone else? If you can't form a healthy relationship with yourself, why could you with others? This negative self-talk can stop you from pursuing dreams or goals. If you view yourself in a negative light before even trying, these insecurities and hatreds will plague you every step of the way in your journey to achieve anything. This leads to a repeating cycle of failing before you even try. This can stop you from improving your mental health at all. Your self-hatred will tell you you are incapable of love. You are undeserving of improving. The effects of self-hatred are profound and can permeate every aspect of our lives if left unchecked. So, let's check them and talk about some of the things that we can do. I know it can be hard to hear, but the journey starts from within and is one that requires a lot of self-awareness. First, we need to make a realistic assessment of ourselves and understand a realistic goal to shoot for. When I first started making peace with myself and trying to love myself, I had this goal of being an incredible person, of being the kindest, best version of myself possible. Unfortunately, this is an unrealistic standard to hold ourselves to. It's hard to shoot for the stars when we are coming from the dirt that we've been stuck in. Instead, shoot for just enough. 
understand that it's okay to be a medium good person, to just be all right. The truth is, there's many awful people out there, and I am so, so confident that you are not one of them. You are just overly critical of yourself. So in whatever aspect you are critical of yourself in, really examine, are you as bad as you say? Or are you just being overly harsh and holding yourself to an impossibly high standard? Treat yourself with patience, kindness, and dignity. Try to examine yourself in your life as if you are a fly on the wall just watching. Take it into third person. Assess where you're at. If you need to change parts of your life, then write down realistic ways for you to change them. Be kind and patient with yourself the way you would be kind and patient with a friend who is struggling with the same thing. Also, do nice things for yourself. If you make it a habit to show yourself acts of love, you will naturally begin to love yourself. When we're in a loving relationship with others, we go out of our way to do nice things for them. If you want that same good relationship with yourself, you have to do the same thing. Embrace imperfections and mistakes on this journey, and understand that you are human. You can't keep holding yourself to ridiculously high standards, and it's nothing but harmful for you to keep this narrative of self-hate going. Surround yourself with support, set realistic goals, practice mindfulness, and engage in activities you enjoy. These are all things I have done, and I've felt a world of improvement in my relationship with myself. I want to remind you, I'm not a therapist, I'm not a mental health professional, I'm not a psychiatrist, but I've felt my feelings, and I've been through this journey, and you can go through it as well. If you're struggling with self-hate, I hear you, and I see you. It is not an easy thing to be going through. But know that there is a way out, and you are not as awful as you think you are. You can get through this. I know it. Let's all practice a little bit more love. That's going to wrap it up for today's episode. If you need help feeling your feelings, please check out my music on all platforms under the name of Ethan Jewell, and I almost guarantee it'll make you cry. I'm actively coming out with new music every three weeks that I learned how to sing for. I, I literally took a year and I learned how to sing for them. The next song comes out February 23rd, and you can hear a snippet on my website, www.ethanjewel.com. Also, shoot me a message on my Instagram, at jewelboy, with an I, underscore, and let me know what you thought about today's episode. So, thank you for being here. Thank you for being vulnerable and allowing me to discuss the sensitive topic of self-hate. And as always, thank you for feeling your feelings. I'll see you next time.